Hey, welcome to Urban Planning is Not Boring. I'm Sam. And I'm not. Okay, so welcome back to the Urban Planning is Not Boring podcast. We have an exciting group of guests here today from a bunch of different community organizations all centered around mobility. And we are so excited to chat the, about the R Streets Action Committee. So today we have Eli Kaufman from Bike LA, John Yee from Los Angeles Walks, and Lena Williams from People, People for Mobility Justice. And we would just love if each of you could kind of give a brief introduction about the groups that are represented here today. Um, and feel free to share details about yourselves as well and kind of what brought you to want to work in this sort of advocacy space in mobility. So um, I don't know if Eli, you want to go first and talk a little bit about Bike LA. That would be great. Sure. <clears throat> well, hello, everyone. Again, it's Eli Kier Kaufman from Bike LA. Happy Bike Month. It just started on uh, on May 1st, uh, which is a celebration of all things bicycles and bicycle commuting and just bike, bike culture. Uh, bike LA, formerly the LA County Bicycle Coalition, has been around for a while. We've uh, been working towards making LA a safer, happier, uh, more sustainable, more joyful, um, and more equitable place to ride a bike and live. And uh, we do this through a number of different programs, um, advocacy, uh, community rides, and all kinds of partnerships with some of the folks who are on this call and others. Um, and really, I think our, our main thing is, you know, we feel like we become a member of every community we ride through when we're on our bikes because we're moving at a human speed. Um, we're experiencing the quality of the air, the quality of the road, the quality of the um, of how well the communities are being taken care of along those roads. And, uh, and so it just really makes us very present in, in, in the city that we live in. And so our view is that the more people who ride bikes, the better off we'll all be here in Los Angeles. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. I really like the idea that like you are part of every community that you're riding through. So that's really great to hear. And then I think John, if you want to talk a little bit about LA walks, that would be fantastic. Great. No, thank you, Samantha, for this opportunity and to your listeners. Hi, everyone. My name is John Yee. I am the executive director for Los Angeles Walks. And yeah, we are LA's pedestrian advocacy nonprofit. Uh, we work with communities on getting really basic but life-saving pedestrian infrastructure like flat sidewalks, uh, curb ramps, speed humps, street signage, bus bench shelters, uh, street furniture. And, you know, in LA, as, as car-centric as it is, you know, there's still a lot of people that walk, use public transit. And so uh, our vision is that uh, one day everyone will be able to walk in LA uh, without any kind of hindrance, with dignity and with ease. And a phrase that we like to use is that a walkable LA is a just LA. And I love that phrase because it's not just about infrastructure, though infrastructure is important, uh, but our belief that walking creates stronger communities, it serves um, sort of the people that have been most impacted by car and culture. And so, yeah, happy to be here and share our mission with you all. Thank you so much. And last but not least, um, Lena, if you want to go ahead and give a quick little introduction about people for mobility justice, uh, go for it. Indeed. Thank you. Uh, Lena Williams. I'm the programs director for People for Mobility Justice. We are a Black, Indigenous, people of color organization that sees critical consciousness about mobility justice. So essentially, we envision a world where people have the freedom and resources to move in public space with love and dignity. 
Um, we achieve those goals and visions by, you know, doing some bike education work. We host community rides. We, you know, have an advocacy arm where we work with, you know, community-based organizations like the ones on this call, you know, to push for safer streets and, you know, accommodating pedestrians in all walks of life uh, because we are, you know, a the streets are multimodal. And it's important that we continue to think about it from that perspective. Thank you guys so much for sharing the background about all of your organizations and the work that you are doing. And today we're kind of here to talk about a number of things, but in particular the Our Streets Action Committee. And so we're hoping that you guys could just tell us a little bit more about what this committee is and kind of the work that they do and the vision that you have um, that will come out of this, this work. Sure, I can kick it off with some basics about the Our Streets Action Committee. Uh, it's a collection of LA, some of LA's leading active transportation uh, nonprofits, um, and including the folks that you've heard on this call. It also includes Slate Z, Act LA, Ciclavia, known for their open street events, Scope, uh, Tamika Butler, Reciclos, and Yolanda Davis Overstreet. It's a consulting firm. And so uh, as a sort of a collection and a coalition of nonprofits, uh, our vision is that we're able to push the city to uh, be able to create safer streets, but not just through design, but really addressing some of the systems issues that our city has been seeing for, for decades and for generations. Um, and so we hope to share a little bit more about that on the call today. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit about who we are. Awesome. Thank you. And I... Uh, we don't usually have more than one guest. So if anyone else wants to hop in, like at any time, please just feel free to do that. Um, but I think we would love to kind of know a little bit of the background about this committee, kind of when the committee formed and what was the impetus to start this group, um, this coalition of these nonprofits that are committed to, you know, creating safer. Obviously, there are a lot of safety concerns and it is a very car centric place. So it makes total sense to have this, but we'd love to know a little bit about the origin. Um, I can jump in on this, it's Eli again. Yeah. So the thing is we have this, this pretty diverse cross section of mobility justice activists, um, each of us oftentimes collaborating, but um, not building power together as effectively as we probably should have been all this time. Um, and so I think what brought us together was just this need of being more unified, uh, more connected uh, to build power towards our shared goals. Um, so it just made sense. I think the thing that really pushed us was uh, this new ballot measure that you may have heard of called Healthy Streets LA, which um, essentially is a, uh, a measure that was uh, put together uh, through Streets for All, a group that did a massive signature gathering campaign to get the uh, the measure on the ballot for 2024. It was a very expensive endeavor. And uh, and while we think there's a lot of things in the measure that are, or the spirit of the measure is, is, um, is on the money, um, there are some concerns that we have about what's missing in it. And so that's, that sort of got us talking in a different level than what we had been doing before. Um, and I could just name them just quickly, you know, first, um, the, the measure really is a, is a, it's a mechanism that would allow residents of Los Angeles to sue the city for not implementing the mobility plan 2035, which on the face of it seems like a great idea. Like, why don't you implement your own plan? And and uh, and if you don't, we're going to hold you accountable. Um, 
and and so I think on the surface it's like yeah, hundred percent. And actually, LA Walks and Bike LA at the time, the LA County Bicycle Coalition, were part of the group that helped to get those signatures and uh, gathered. Um, but as we've sort of like gotten closer to 2024, we, we, we want to see if we could be even more ambitious about what this measure might do, other than just being this sort of um, uh, what's the right way, way of putting this, other than just being a mechanism to hold the city accountable. Like we want to use it as a lever to start to address some of the systemic issues that need to be reformed around how the current system perpetuates um, the status quo and keeps folks who have been left out of getting dignified uh, access to, mob- uh, to to transit and to getting around our region. Like, how do we how do we prioritize those communities? Right. That was like one of the things. So equity is is a is a term that gets banding about thrown around a lot. But like, how do we actually make that part of the implementation strategy, make it rooted as a rooted concept, not just a nice to have add on. The second piece that we've been discussing a lot is this concept that the reason why the city's not being held accountable is because there's no deputy mayor of active transportation. There's no department of mobility justice. There's no, there's no single entity or even groups of entities that really communicate well with its, with each other and with, with advocates or people who, who live in the city. And so the other issue is that there's just nobody who's, who's there, who's being held responsible to implement the plan. And then the third piece, and John can get in this and Lena too, um, is this idea that we're the only major city that doesn't have a capital infrastructure plan, right? This is a plan that has a projects list. This is a plan that has, um, that's tied to the budget on an annual basis, not just to one singular thing, the resurfacing program, uh, but that is a meaningful, meaningfully connected to where how the money flows in the city. So without a CIP, a capital infrastructure plan, without a Department of Mobility or a transportation, active transportation czar, whatever you want to call it, and all the while not being rooted in equity to sort of support the communities that have been left out historically for generations, you know, this thing, um, it just could be so much more. Yeah, definitely. I remember reading about Healthy Streets LA when, uh, like, late last year and thinking, this seems so obvious. Like, of course, we should be holding the city accountable to the plans that it is, like, it supposedly is implementing. Um, So I think it's, it's good that, I mean, it's really admirable that a lot of organizations have kind of taken it upon themselves, like you all included of actually saying, if you're not going to appoint someone towards, you know, accomplishing this, like, like we need to advocate for that. So I think that's really, really great. Yeah, I was just going to kind of highlight also in agreement with Sam, I think that we're also seeing at the state level, there are a lot of um, bills that are coming forward with a more carrot and stick approach. And we saw that also with uh, with the regional housing needs assessment. They're finally now saying that if cities are not going to take responsibility for their fair share of providing the needed essentials for a community, then they are going to be held accountable. And so I think that's really important. You've given a really great background as the, you know, how the kind of committee started and what the essential challenges and needs are. And we're hoping you can also just dive a little bit deeper on the vision of this committee and kind of the recommendations that you're advocating for moving forward. 
Yeah. So, I mean, um, definitely, I, I also be mindful. I know Lena's um, in the field right now, too. So please, Lena, uh, butt in and interrupt me because I definitely want to make sure we give you time to speak as well. But um, I, as for the goal of the committee, I mean, it's like any other coalition, right? We move together, we consult together, and we make decisions together. And we have a short-term vision, right? We, we want to present to the city a policy recommendation that really meet some of the shortcomings of the ballot measure, as Eli shared earlier. And going right back to what he was saying, making sure there's a clear vision of equity, defining it this time, because there's so many groups that say what equity is, but no one really knows what it is. And so having a clear idea of what that is, number one. And then number two, making sure that there's someone who's responsible for these things, so, sort of what Eli was saying in Department of Mobility. Or, um, so having there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen when it comes to our streets in Los Angeles. We have a lot of agencies that don't talk, talk to each other don't really coordinate and collaborate with each other. And so that is why we have such a patchwork of different kinds of streets in Los Angeles. And anyone who lives in LA, drives in LA can speak to that. And then finally, a third policy, I'm repeating what Eli said earlier, um, is just having a, a capital infrastructure plan. It is kind of crazy that our that our city does not have that. All the major cities in the US have a capital infrastructure plan. Like any family, when you create a budget, you create a budget on a long-term spending, right? On a month to month, year to year, you make sure you have enough money, you know where your money's coming from. But when it comes to California, when it comes to capital infrastructure projects, these are billions of dollars of worth of projects that last over years, sometimes decades, right? You need to have a, a tool to be able to assess and have a timeline on that. But the fact that our, our city doesn't have that and we do budgeting on a year-by-year -year basis is kind of crazy. And I think we see the results of that on our streets. Again, infrastructure that doesn't really connect, bike lanes here that don't connect to bike lanes there, sidewalks that are broken. Uh, half of our sidewalks are broken, actually, to be exact. Um, and so those are sort of the policy goals that we're going for. And you know, this is not just something that we're hoping to get done just uh, between now and uh, when the ballot measures are up for vote in 2024, but these are systems issues that have been existing in our city, um, like I said earlier, for generations. And so this is sort of our, our North Star, right? This, these are the visions that we have and long-term goal for our, for our city. And we feel like if you can address these fundamental systems issues, um, we can create, uh, we can really set ourselves up for success. That was, yeah, that was a really great summary of needs. And I was actually, you had mentioned something that kind of reminded me, I was reading an article the other day about um, a lot of historically black and brown communities that do not have sidewalks in their neighborhood. And so folks that live in those communities are venturing into other neighborhoods to go for runs or to just walk safely. And so I do believe there's a very prevalent need for a lot of these kinds of infrastructure improvements. And so I really appreciate the advocacy work that's being done there. Um, it's just, I think there's not only a need, but we have the capabilities and the funding to get these things accomplished. And as it's been mentioned, it's just about making sure that the city's actually upholding, you know, their their hand in in kind of moving this these initiatives forward. Yeah, and I never would have I actually had no idea that we didn't have a capital infrastructure plan. That seems like yeah. that should not be allowed. <laughs> I don't yeah, it's know crazy. How. It's <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was just—it was just crazy the way that John. I love how John sort of breaks things down, but it's just crazy. How, how do you? How can you possibly plan to address the needs 
of all these different council districts just within the city of LA that are so different from each other. And an example of this that I want to just highlight is right now we have something called the rule of 15, where all 15 council districts literally get the same amount of resources during, uh, for the repayment, um, the repayment plan that they have currently. So that means it doesn't matter if you're in CD8, CD9, or CD11, or in wealthier communities, it's an egalitarian approach where everyone gets the same piece of the pie, which is by definition, not what equity is, right? Mm-hmm. You can't treat all districts as if they're created the same and that they're that they're, that they're starting at the same place and that they have the same types of resources and the same types of opportunities. Um, but that's how uh, Street Services is currently tasked with addressing repaving and their repaving schedule. And so it's just such a unnuanced, gross kind of approach to trying to maintain our streets themselves, let alone trying to do more ambitious infrastructure projects. So we got to change things so that we're not looking at, well, look, it's everyone's one size fits all. I mean, would you give everybody the same size shoes? Would you ask everybody to ride the same size bike frame? Uh, right? Like it's just this, it's this very sort of reductive way of looking at uh, city planning and, and, and assessing the needs of the community. And uh, so we're not saying that equity is easy. We know it's hard, but there's got to be a better effort in place that will address some of these historic issues that have perpetuated the status quo and have kept certain communities uh, really at a disadvantage, a gross disadvantage compared to others. Absolutely. That, you know, it makes sense. It, it makes sense to, to, you know, look at each council district and each neighborhood even and um, kind of look at it from a lens of what are the needs and what needs to be done to accomplish that because they're obviously, you need a, unique solutions for different types of situations. And so, um, yeah, that's really interesting. If I may make one comment about equity, because I feel like it's a word used a lot. And oftentimes, let's be honest here, when people say equity, people usually mean people of color. Uh, People Mm -hmm. usually mean low-income people. People usually mean transit riders. And I think oftentimes when people bring it up, it's to say there is these group of people here that need to be served, right? They need more attention. And so equity is how we do it. Mm -hmm. But I think in transportation, equity means just good policy for everyone, right? Because transportation, we're all interconnected. Uh, Someone sitting in their car driving for three hours because they had lived so far from work is Mm -hmm. intricately related to me waiting for 40 minutes for my bus. We're all part of the same system at the end of the day because we share our roads, we share traffic, we share congestion. And so equity, yes, we want to make sure we we provide resources to where they're needed the most, but equity also means effectiveness. Equity means good policy. Equity means good transportation for everyone. And so, so yeah, I, I want to add that point because it, oftentimes you'll hear people in transportation saying, okay, well, this is an equity issue. No, no, no. Equity is everything. Equity is the entire, entire cake, entire pie. I really, really appreciate you um, adding that in because I do believe that sometimes we get really lost in kind of using terms that how do I want to say this? I think just using terms like equity and not really acknowledging the entire aspect of what we mean by it. And so I really appreciate that you kind of gave it, you know, a breakdown uh, for our listeners. I I greatly appreciate that. And Sam and I um, would love to also welcome the opportunity with the time we have left to allow you guys to kind of 
express to us what campaign initiatives you have moving forward or any shout outs that you have. Um, so just kind of wanting to leave this space a little bit more open-ended for you guys to share anything else that you believe is really important for our listeners to know about the work that you guys are doing and kind of the initiatives that are moving forward. I'll just jump in first. Uh, I mean, definitely working to make sure we have some policy solutions along the lines that we shared earlier um, in time for the ballot measure come 2024, I think is a shared goal for all of us. Uh, as for Los Angeles walks, I mean, one issue that's really important for us are sidewalks. Like I mentioned earlier, half of our sidewalks are failing. Um, the city controller actually came out with a report uh, last year about how the sidewalk repair program is just is an utter failure. It's broken just like itself. Um, and so definitely holding the city accountable, making sure it's better funded, uh, making sure we have an equity lens. We don't have this egalitarian lens as Eli was sharing earlier is something that's gonna be important. And Eli, I don't know if you want to maybe mention anything that you'd like to kind of highlight here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, again, I feel like John covers everything. We keep on passing it back and forth. Um, you know, for, for Bike LA, it is bike month. So we have some uh, some events that are coming up that we're, we have a ride coming up in the valley, um, a community ride. Um, we have uh, some classes that we're collaborating with Metro Bike Hub, which is where the bike parking is in certain metro stations. Um, so there's some things that are happening in LA right now around uh, uh, embracing the bicycle as a meaningful alternative. But all of that programming, as vital as it is, um, is not gonna is not gonna really get people to mode shift, feel like they're supported, feel like this is a meaningful alternative uh, as long as we um, as long as we don't have the infrastructure that is human centered, that's really focused on protecting and cultivating the lives of Angelinos. And so, you know, for us, it's really working with our streets action committee, continuing to build power with our partners. Um, and like, I'll just elicit a challenge, you know, like we have this new, newly minted uh, city council. We have a new mayor. Um, many would call them the most progressive group of electeds that we've had in, in, a, in a while. And while there is a, you know, it makes sense that there's such a focus on the underhoused and and the lack of affordable housing. As John said, I mean, transportation is connected in, and intersectional with all of these issues that are presented by our 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 lack of affordability, for lack of a better term, in Los Angeles. And so we need to solve the transportation issues as much as any other issue. And I would just love to see our electeds make this more of a priority um, so that uh, we can all get to where we need to go without fearing for our lives. Yeah, I really appreciate that you mentioned that because I do think, like you said, often with our homelessness crisis and the housing crisis, there kind of becomes this narrow-minded focus on this one challenge. But as we've talked about in this episode, and as Sam and I have talked about, you know, with other folks, these challenges that we're facing, it's not just housing, it is transportation, it's environmental. And so we do need to make sure that we're having a, a wide scope when, when it comes to addressing all of these because they do intersect with one another. And so I think that's a, that's a great point made. And um, Lena, I don't know if you're able to, but if you'd also like to kind of address any initiatives, campaigns, or shout outs that you, you have at this time, we'd love to hear from you. 
yeah. So we have some bike rides coming up, some classes that we're hosting with some community partners. We're gearing up for uh, a launch of an e-bike program in South LA. Uh, so we have many things going on. But I think, again, as uh, one of our cohort members has said, like in terms of the program work, it's all fun, but like we need to really start focusing on efforts that are going to shift the narrative around this conversation. So spaces like the OSAC committee and, you know, really pushing for these deeper relationships with the elected so that we can push the needle, I think is very much, very much so necessary in what we're trying to accomplish here. Thank you so much for that. We know that you're in the field. So thank you for even um, hopping on this call. And um we we want to say thank you so much. Can I just say almost though that it is perfect that I'm riding through the streets of LA on bike as we're talking yes. about, you know, I was gonna say so it's um, fitting. So I went from Englewood to uh Lamert Park. So yes. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you um are able to join. And yeah, so fitting, so perfect that that you are riding the streets of LA right now. Um so yeah, I, I think we, we would like to say thank you. If there are any closing thoughts, um, totally feel free to add those in. And yeah, we appreciate you all taking the time to sit down and chat with us about the work that you're doing and the mission behind each of your organizations and this committee as a whole. And I really feel like that we all need to stay motivated and stay vigilant and stay, um, you know, just, aware of what's going on and how we can best be advocating for these changes that I think everyone really wants and needs to see. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, same. Just thank you for the chance, the the airspace uh, to share these these values and these priorities. And also just to say, uh, Lena, right on. I know you're probably getting close to uh, the co-op. So right on. Say hi to Ade. Uh, and as you arrive, uh, hopefully to his shop. And uh, and I guess the only other thing I'd say is like, look, if, if any of this resonates with folks who listen to this podcast, you, you can go to LA Walks, you can go to People for Mobility Justice, you can go to Bike LA. Uh, and just check out our websites and see what we're up to. Uh, it's hard to kind of like list all the different things. As Lena said, there's just so much. Mm -hmm. uh, so just check us out and um, and get involved because like we need to be the authors of the future that we want to see. And so uh, the invitation is there and, um, and, and, and please check us out. Yes, and we will definitely list all this information in the description of the episode. So it's very accessible to folks who are listening and are interested in checking these groups out. Yes. Thank you guys so much again for being with us. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Urban Planning is Not Boring. If you did, please remember to send us to your friends and follow us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, guys, urban planning is not boring. No, it is not.